welcome to Matt and Kevin Talk Church, two pastors, two old friends from two different denominations on two different coasts talking about faith, culture, the Bible, and the ins and outs of church ministry. I'm Matt Curtis, pastor of Decision Life Church and Evangelical Free Church in Wairika, California. And I'm Kevin Sheehan, the associate pastor of Reformed Presbyterian Church, a PCA church in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the podcast. Well, hello. We are recording this on Sunday, January 31st. I am sitting in snowy Ephrata, Pennsylvania. We are expected to get anywhere from 4 to 18 inches. So, yeah, we'll see what that turns out to be. But we're excited that school's been canceled tomorrow night. And so we're recording this on Sunday instead of our usual Monday. I think it's weird schools cancel tomorrow night, but that, but not during the day. That's really bizarre. Oh, what did I say? I've, you said it's, but it's, it's man, Pennsylvania is different. Pennsylvania is different. We're going to get snow too. Apparently we had some last week and we'll get more this week, but okay. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, school's been canceled. So I'm uh, I'll be uh kid sitting tomorrow playing in snow with them. So not able to do our usual Monday recording. However, we will be posting this on Wednesday as our brand new tradition as of 2021. And the only reason we say that is just in case something crazy happens between now and Wednesday. It's good to just sort of have a timestamp on it just uh, just in case. Yeah. We did have a whole What We Think Will Happen in 2021 podcast, which aired just after the Capitol was invaded by insurrectionists. Right. So, like literally that day. Yeah, like, so yeah. It's like, oh, we should probably timestamp these things. Anyway. Yeah. So if you're listening and we were just checking, we have uh, listeners from 27 states plus the District of Columbia and eight countries. So we have no idea how you found us over in Sweden and Singapore, but we're glad that you have. And welcome to the podcast, everyone. And uh, Debbie of, from Canada, we appreciate your interaction with us and your um, thoughtful uh, questions and pushback. And so thank you for listening. And uh, we really appreciate your support. All right. So with that being said, we are going to talk today about Bible reading. Bible reading, I think we all would accept that this should be a regular part of the Christian life, just reading the Bible, getting into the Word of God. And I just want to talk a little bit, just kind of briefly, really, about some of the whys and, and hows and challenges and difficulties that come along with simply reading Scripture on a regular basis. Yeah. So this is jump in. Matt, it, you can be the first to confess what do you find difficult or challenging about getting into the word of God on a regular basis? You know, I think like everyone life can just crowd in right where you're just, uh, you've got kids, you've got to get off to school, you've got work and you've got um, relationships you're trying to maintain and all of that can crowd out time in the word. And so all of that, I mean, just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I'm immune to all of that. In fact, in some ways it's harder because we've got, um, you know, professional uh, study, which is not the same as devotional reading. And so it can be easy to neglect that. And so uh, for me, those are just some of the main ones, just time like everyone else. I think that can be a thing. What about you? Well, agreed. Time is always going to be a challenge, especially certain stages of life are more challenging than others. I mean, 98% of my kind of devotional reading comes before breakfast, uh, comes before sunup, at least in the wintertime. And there are mornings where it's just hard to get out of bed for all sorts of reasons uh, and drag yourself, you know, downstairs to your favorite reading spot to, to get going. So 
Um, that's always a challenge. I mean, just on a more kind of scriptural level, I guess there's a, you know, if you're trying to get through, I try to get through the entire Bible in a year and there are just parts of it that are hard to get through. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. There are parts of Leviticus or Jeremiah that are just difficult. And, and yeah, you know, over the years, the more I've done it, the easier it gets, but there are still parts that are just, you just kind of have to trudge through it sometimes. Um, or it feels that way anyway. And, and that's obviously not the attitude you want to bring into it. It's like, Oh, I just got to kind of grind my way through this, but it, but it can certainly feel that way at times. So that's one of the, one of the challenges, you know, for, for other people, I think one of the big challenges is they don't understand the relevancy of so much of it, or just don't understand it. How to just some basic kind of interpretive skills or uh, how do yeah. I make application out of especially old Testament kind of stuff? You know, you and I have, have yeah. a bit more training in that regard. Um, so maybe yeah. some of that comes a little bit easier, but you know, certainly still run into challenges of, you know, there's just some head scratching passages and there are passages that are kind of personally uh, convicting as well as just culturally foreign to us that are difficult. Yeah. All good, all, all good challenges. Listeners, if you've got challengers, challenges we didn't mention, you can go ahead and add us at MKTC on Twitter, or you can send us an email at Matt and Kevin Talk Church. We'd love to hear from you. I got to say, I was crushed that we did not hear from any professional mana gatherers this week. And so that was oh, a, a disappointment man. to me. But if you have, yeah, big there's, bummer. But if, still you, if there are things that are, yeah, if there are things that are hindrances to you and your Bible reading, we'd love to hear from you. And maybe even how you overcome those. We'd love to hear those too. So for sure, time and just difficult passages. Well, you know, one of the things that helps me in terms of the difficult passages part is that it's okay that they're difficult. It doesn't mean that there's something deficient in me that, that means that they're difficult. It's because it's knowing God requires some effort and that it requires effort is okay. And we should expect that the things of God are beyond us. Yeah. Yeah. Like that should be, I should almost go without saying that, that trying to ascertain and get our minds around a, a, a being that is eternal yeah. is not so, going to be possible for our puny little finite minds. So if you're listening to this and there are parts of the Bible that you find difficult to understand, be of good cheer. Kevin and I both did years of training and study the Bible for a living. And it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. And that's okay. Don't get discouraged. Keep going. Exactly. Yeah. So let's turn, turn the page here a little bit and say, or just ask the question. So why should we read the Bible or what, what should be our motivation for reading scripture on a regular basis. And when I say regular basis, and that might mean like daily devotional, or maybe it's not daily for you, but, but a regular kind of ongoing, uh, a regular habit. rhythm. Yeah. So what's yeah. our motivation? Why do, why do we do that? Well, I think the primary, uh, motivation and the one that's going to fuel all the other ones uh, that are, there are several good ones, but the, I think the main one is to know God. Uh, the Bible is God's revelation of himself. Uh, John Piper has a famous quote that I love. He says, if you want to hear God speak, read the Bible. If you want to hear God speak audibly, read the Bible out loud. 
And I just, I just love that. It's, it's, it's his, it's, he's saying, this is the word of God. And so if you want to know God, the primary way he's chosen to reveal himself to us is in his word. And so the Bible is a book about God. And so we read it to know him, but another reason and I'm just going to read us read a passage of scripture here. I know it's you know counterintuitive to read the Bible on a podcast about the Bible, but we're go ahead and we're going to go ahead and do it. From First Timothy, Paul writes this: All scripture is inspired by God, so God wrote all of it. And then it says this: It's beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness. Okay, that all sounds good, but so what? So that the man of God or woman may be fully capable, equipped for every good work. So if you want to do uh, things that please God, if you want to live a life that is meaningful and deep and profound, if you want to have a satisfaction, the only place to be equipped to have all of those things is to immerse yourselves in the scriptures. Basically, if you want to know what the good life is and know how to read and know how to live it, Uh, read your Bible. And so know God and having known God, you'll know how to live. I think those would, those would be the motivations. That's what I've got. Yeah. I think that's well said. I don't have a whole lot. I don't have a whole lot to add to that. That's, that's well said. Uh, In addition to all of that, I, I would just say, you know, we, we learn the way the world is. We learn about the nature of reality through scripture Mm -hmm. And there's lots of other means, like there is common grace, we can learn truth from other sources, but in terms of the truth, sort of capital T truth, in terms of how it all fits together, um, there are questions the sciences and philosophy can't answer, uh, but scripture does, in terms of meaning, in terms of values, in terms of how it all, why it all is, and how it will all end, and all those sorts of kind of mega questions. Um, all of those things are in scripture. And so we, we read scripture in addition to everything that you've already said to know God and so on and so forth. Um, but also just to, uh, to, to make sense of everything. Yeah. And I kind of like what you said at the end too, maybe it's because I've been reading Jamie Smith lately, but it tells us, it gives us a vision for what the good life is. Yeah. It also gives us a hope that that good life will be at some point. For those who love God. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I've been convinced for a while, and, and this probably stems back to my kind of earliest days as a Christian in college, and the pastor that I was sitting under at the time, who was, you know, just a huge advocate of the Bible, which kind of sounds silly. It's like, well, aren't all pastors, but you'd think but... not not necessarily. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. he, like that was he had just committed his life to that and he and he was he was so confident in honoring god's word by reading god's word and proclaiming god's word and letting god's word do the work and he's like i'm not trying to be fancy i'm not trying to come up with like creative ministry strategies i'm just gonna preach the bible um and that stuck with me for a long time and i think there's blessing in reading scripture just as a discipline even when I am just sort of trudging through the difficult sections, I think there's something to be said for saying, Lord, this is your word. And I'm going to, I'm going to honor you by reading it. Even when humanly speaking, 
it's kind of a drag. And humanly yeah. speaking, I don't really see the benefit. I think even in That's those so good. even in those moments, those, those hard moments when it's early and I'm half awake and I'm just like, uh, you know, uh, reading a difficult passage, I think somehow in some way that we, I could never articulate, somehow God is blessing that. Yeah. Um, so I think coming to the word faithfully and, um, you know, recognizing that this is God's instrument of blessing to us, um, I think that you know, we come to him in faith and, and he honors that, you know, we honor yeah. him in doing that. And then he's faithful to honor us in that as well. Um, so it's not like a quid pro quo, like, Oh, I'm going to do this. So I get, you know, X amount of blessing today. Um, yeah. Because primarily it's more about what you said. Like it's primarily to know God because we love God and we're drawn to it just the same way that you would be drawn to, you know, any communication from a loved one. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you pour over, <laughs> Uh, any letter or, you know, or you read carefully any text that comes from someone you care about, you know, because you just want to know what's on their mind yeah. or what have you. Um, in the same way, we should just long for God's word. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. So what are some of the mistakes we make perhaps when it comes to approaching reading scripture? In other words, like how, how, do, how should we not read the Bible? <laughs> Yeah, I think sometimes, uh, I think there are a lot of them, but uh, one of them that comes up a lot is uh, we treat it as like an answer book. Mm. Like, I want to know about this issue in my life, and so I'm going to go to the Bible to find an answer. And that's okay maybe once in a while, but for most of us, that uh, for a lot of people, that's like their only interaction with the Bible. I'm going to go to it to find with with like something in mind rather than allowing it to shape me. Do you know what I, do you, do you understand what I mean? Well, there's a difference yeah. between doing that on sort of a one-off basis where it's like, I don't know, what does God say about, you know, human sexuality or whatever? It's like, well, here right. are the passages. And that's fine. What, yeah. what does God say about who should, you know, be an elder in the church? Like, well, here are the passages. Um, but in terms of a devotional, you know, regular daily devotional reading, that's yeah. not a good approach. I agree. Yeah. And, and I think uh, along with that, um, it has less to do with like how, how we're reading and what expectations we bring to it. And what we said a little while ago about the Bible being a book about God, I think sometimes we approach it as a book about us. Um, we're looking for ourselves instead of him. And so we miss it. So that's a part of what I was just saying about we're looking for answers because we're, cause we're at the center of it. Um, but if he's at the center of it, we're looking for what is he revealing about himself and how do I respond to what he's revealing about himself? But we want to rush past that first part and get to the second part. We want to get to our response and what we should do before we've sat with who he is and what he's revealing about himself. And so I think uh, that's an error we make in Bible reading. I think uh, another error we make in Bible reading is uh, we, like you would never turn to the middle of Harry Potter, read a passage and go, this makes no sense. <laughs> you know, you, like that would just be weird, right? Um, but, but we do that with the Bible all the time. We flip to random passages and goes up, oh, I don't understand and throw up our arms in frustration. And we don't have a sense for, okay, but there was, there's something that was happening before and there was something and it's leading somewhere. This is getting a little bit to what we're going to talk about in the second half. But I think reading large chunks, whole books, 
um, in a row. Uh, this might sound surprising, but will really uh, help your understanding of the Bible if you're reading a lot of it. And I'm not saying in, in a sitting, but if you're reading, okay, I'm going to sit down and read Romans. And unsurprisingly, reading Romans in sequence helps you understand the argument of Romans. You know, do you know what I mean? So yeah, uh, I think that's a mistake. I think uh, another mistake, and then I'll and I'll let you get to some. Is I think we approach it like I'm here to like make a withdrawal. It's an ATM machine, and I'm here to get my hit of encouragement or my I need I I need my uh, feel good. And so Jen Wilkin calls it the Xanax approach to the Bible, uh, where we're just looking for. I need that note of encouragement. I need that hit of dopamine. And that's not really what the Bible's for. Um, there's, there's encouragement and consolation to be found for certain. But I think the benefit to Bible reading, and again, maybe this is getting, getting ahead of ourselves, um, it, you're making a deposit, not a withdrawal. The time you're spending is going to accumulate over time in terms of your understanding of the scriptures and more importantly of God and who he is. And that's going to be an anchor for you when trouble comes. And so I think viewing it as making it a posit and having a long view of it, because I, what happens, I think, for a lot of people is they get discouraged because they read the Bible and they didn't feel anything. Yeah. I've had a bunch of quiet times and I'm just not feeling it. Okay. But maybe feeling it isn't what's happening. Maybe there's something else that's happening. So th those are the, those are the primary ones I, I, I think of. Did I miss any? Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think probably one of the biggest mistakes is just taking small selections uh, and failing to see the larger context of those selections, whether it's a yeah. verse or a chapter, or even you can take a book by itself and then you kind of fail to kind of properly place right. it in the big picture. But again, we'll kind of talk about that in the second half in terms of a corrective to that. It, it's hard to not approach reading scripture with some sort of expectation. And like, as you said, I think our expectations yeah. can be misplaced. Like I'm going to get my little zap of feel good um, to kind of, you know, get me on my way so I can have yeah. a nice, have a nice sort of Christian day today. And that's, that's certainly problematic, but yeah, you know, and part of it too, is we tend to be, if you're in judges, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, if you're, um, you know, if, if you don't, if you don't approach scripture with any sort of strategy and you're just going to sort of pick and choose what you're going to read, um, whether it's a verse or a chapter or even a book by itself, um, you're going to run into problems because you're not seeing it in, in terms of where it lands in the whole big picture of things. Uh, well, and yeah. your, your reading like will not be as profitable. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I mean, those would be some of mine, but I think, I think you hit, you hit most of them. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to stop, take a little break, get a beverage of choice, whatever that might be. It's a snowy night sure. here in Pennsylvania, so I'm going to maybe get some hot chocolate and settle in. We back. Cocoa. In 30 seconds. Marshmallows or whipped cream? That's the question. Why not both? All right. A little ground cinnamon on top? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah do it right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. Uh, to Matt and Kevin Talk Church, we've been talking the Bible. We first half we talked about the how, uh, really the why you should read it and the how not to read the Bible. In this section, we want to talk about how to read the Bible. So, Kevin, 
how should we read the Bible? It's a great question, Matt. Um, uh, there's tons so that there's tons that we could say on this. We're not going to get into some super in-depth thing. It might be something that we revisit uh, again in the future, uh, maybe with some some guests on the show or whatever. But let's talk about a few things. I mean, there's there's some like really nuts and bolts stuff in terms of strategies that you could take, but also. Um, what would probably be more helpful would be to, first of all, I think you need to have a understanding of sort of the overarching story that's being told in scripture, right? So there's, there's one story being told in 66 books by 40 authors in the Bible. The story begins in Genesis and it ends in Revelation. The best way to understand each individual section of the Bible is to know where it exists and how it how it fits with the rest of the narrative all right so if you want to understand isaiah you need to know a lot about first of all what what prophecy is what prophets do you need to understand the idea of covenant you need to understand a lot of the new testament too because a lot of the new new testament will interpret isaiah so the more you have a good understanding of all those things the better and easier it is to read scripture now i don't mean that to kind of overwhelm somebody like okay, you need to have some really deep, insightful knowledge of scripture to be able to profit at all. But it is one of those things that you, the more you read, the more you understand. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's kind of a cyclical thing, right? Every time through, when I read the Bible, I understand more and more because I start making more and more connections. It's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, I'm reading Exodus. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I've heard this sort of language you know, somewhere else, either in one of the prophets or in one of the gospels. And so I make that connection. And then when I get to the gospels and it references Exodus, I'm like, aha, and I have a deeper understanding. And then the next time through, you know, it just sort of increases and increases and increases. Yeah. But I'll give, I'll give yeah. three books, book recommendations for ways to, to understand the big picture of scripture. Um, the first is, is kind of a kid's book. But don't, <laughs> don't let that intimidate you, adults, from reading it. I mean, if you have kids, it's a great excuse. But it's the Jesus Storybook Bible by Sally Lloyd. Yeah, Jones. excellent. I mean, we read it to excellent. our kids when they were super young. I mean, starting at age whatever. I mean, one or two or whatever. Um, and they love it. And it's just a bunch of stories. And it, But uh, I think the tagline is something like, every story whispers his name. And so she'll walk through different episodes of the Old Testament in the first half of the book. And every story is sort of a foreshadowing of Jesus, right? And then the second half is all kind yeah. of selections from the New Testament written in kind of kid-friendly language. And it just, it shows you in a, in a very basic way of how all of scripture fits together and how it all centers around Jesus. So we read that yeah. book to our kids, you know, all the time. They enjoy it uh, and, they're, and they're, they're learning a lot from it. We use that too. I think a lot of it's almost like subconscious yeah. learning that, that everything revolves around Jesus. Um, the next one, which is also a pretty, yeah. um, for adults anyway, it would be a fairly kind of introductory sort of book. It's not real deep or long, but it's by Vaughn Roberts and it's called God's Big Picture. And it's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> it, it traces, you know, the big picture of the, of the story of the Bible. He breaks it into eight sort of epics. Um, and uses the motif of the kingdom of God and, and kind of follows how in each of these eight stages of history, uh, what the kingdom of God looks like. 
And so it's helpful in terms of now understanding the big picture, but also, okay, well, how then do we apply certain passages to our particular epic, our time in history? Uh, so I, I think that's a, it's a fairly short, uh, efficient book that pretty much any adult should be able to pick up and profit from. Uh, and the third book is a book that I think we each read in the past year uh, by Graham Goldsworthy. Yeah. It's called Gospel and Kingdom. In fact, Vaughn Roberts takes a lot from Goldsworthy. So um, the Gospel and Kingdom is it's kind of the same idea, but it's, it's more of an intermediate level read, I, I would say, uh, in terms of taking all of Scripture, understanding it in its whole, and then using that to interpret and apply uh, particular passages. Yeah. I think it's pretty accessible. It wasn't technical or anything like that's. No, I'd, I'd say it's an intermediate. Yeah. If God's big picture is a little yeah. more of a kind of entry level, uh, Goldsworthy is more of the intermediate level, but it's not technical. Yeah, that's good. Those are good resources. As far as the how to goes, this is going to like be super obvious, but like the way to learn to read the Bible is to read it. And uh, there's a lot of. There'll be times you don't, like we were saying, there'll be times you're like, well, this doesn't make sense. Just keep reading. And sometimes, especially some books, especially prophetic books, if you keep reading it, the book will interpret itself in a lot, in, in a lot of ways. So just keep reading. Uh, and, and it just takes practice. You know, when I was a freshman in college, I decided I was going to read a bunch like Shakespeare plays. And at first it was really hard because I didn't understand the language and none of the characters were familiar to me, but over like by the time I'd read three or four plays, I was getting the hang of it. And, and I think there can be kind of a similar thing happening with um, the Bible, that if just if you just discipline yourself to read it over time, um, your understanding and your like and the lay of the land, so to speak, is going to be made clear to you. But I think a lot of it has to do with expectations. Like Like we said at the top, the book is primarily a book about God. And I think if you have that um, in front of you, um, you're, it's going to make sense. What is God revealing about himself? And then uh, that will answer that. That's that. I think that question can be the key to, under, to answering some of the questions you might have as you come to a particular text. And I think too, having expectations about, you know, like sort of the, the other end of the errors rather than having like a emotional approach, have a, I, I'm going to, I want to honor God. Like you were saying, I want to uh, know him more and i think if you're going to do the over time that's going to pay off as far as like strategies go i think having a regular time you do it is really helpful you just uh okay i'm going to do it in the morning or if you're not a morning person you know on my lunch break or whatever it is and if you're consistent about it and and you have intentionality around it i think uh, your chances of su succeeding are a lot better yeah i agree having a plan to go forward and having a consistent time is key. And if it's not every day, that's fine. Like if you don't read the Bible on Wednesday, don't beat yourself up on Thursday. Just read it on Thursday. <laughs> you know, yeah. don't, don't go crazy with that kind of stuff. Um, you know, yeah. some other kind of nuts and bolts stuff. I, yeah. I would say is to, is to have a reading plan, like sit yeah. down sometime piece of paper, pen, whatever, and just sort of figure out, okay, what am I going to read? So I'm not just sort of figuring out each day um, and have a plan. So, so you're strategically kind of working your way through the Bible, whether you're trying to do the entire thing or just trying to work through, hey, look, 
I'm just going to read, you know, I'm going to read a gospel. I'm going to read some epistles. I'm going to read 50 Psalms between now and three months from now. Like whatever your plan is, just have a plan, right? I mean, there are, there are a bazillion plans out there for like, you know, read the Bible in a year or read the, you know, and you can come up with all these bazillion plans to do it. But it's kind of like and it doesn't even know, matter, like like what it is. Like, well, it's yeah, kind of it's kind of like which translation is the best translation. And a friend of mine once quipped, "The best translation is the one that you read." <laughs> yep. You know, don't argue about which translation. Just just as long as you're reading it, like fine. I don't care what translation you're reading. So that's like, my answer. Is to, to, I don't, I don't yeah. care what the I'm, yeah. I don't care what your plan is. Are you reading the Word of God? Great. Right. You know the the now, now I. You know, Certainly it would counsel that at some point to read the full counsel of God, to read everything from Genesis to Revelation. If you want to do it in a year, you can do it 15 minutes a day. You'll you'll get through it in a year. Yeah. And there are ways to do that. I mean, usually I just go Genesis to Revelation straight through, but I've done different things where I would read kind of bounce back and forth between old and new. Well, there are literally dozens of those. You just, I mean, Google it and there's, Right. So there's yeah. plenty of reading plans, but the main thing is to have one. Yeah. And whatever translation you have, just as long as you have one and you actually, yeah. you know, read it. So I find having a pen in my hand helps me because I'm like underlining or circling or writing a note, or I even have like a notebook that I'll write stuff down in. Sometimes I'll just summarize what I just read, or I'll write down, here's where I saw God in here's where I learned about God to force myself to look at it that way. So those are things that help me. That's not for everyone, but, but those, those are things that help me having a pen and interacting with it. I'll say I probably did that more when I was younger and that's not like a statement on, Oh, I've grown out of that. It's just, you know, it's just uh it's just what it is. But like my, if I go back to some of my old Bibles, I mean, they're just littered with right. highlights and notes and margins and just all kinds of stuff. And right you know, the one I have now is clean and pristine. Like it's, I just don't, that's not my uh, method, but, uh, but, I, but there is something I find to the be tactile said. Part of it helps. Well, I think yeah, there's something to be me. said for yeah. having, yeah, a pen and paper in hand. Sometimes I'll have it. Like I said, I don't write, I think in, especially if you're new to Bible reading, I don't write in my yeah. Bible per se, but I will often have stuff yeah. on the side and right. So that's another thing too, is yeah. that sometimes I'm reading it. I, I'm just trying to read, like, I'm just reading. I just want to get kind of an overview I just want to read. I'm not studying. I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm just reading. And other times I'm approaching it with like, no, um, this is a familiar passage, but I want to dig a little deeper. And that's when I'm probably going to have pen in hand or highlighter yeah. in hand. You know, we miss the most obvious part of the how to pray, pray and ask God to illuminate his word to you to reveal himself. Um, I think if you skip that step, obviously there's a lot you could miss. Yeah. So, I mean, asking the Holy Spirit to open up your eyes to what the Lord is revealing through his word is a key part of Bible reading. So there you go. Yeah. And to not rush through it, you know, just as you go. Yeah. And sometimes this is hard too. If you go back to like challenges, it's like, all right, well, I've got X amount of time and I'd like to get through X amount of pages or whatever. But to, but to read slowly and really chew on it and enjoy it. And then when you're done, not to slam the book closed and get up, but to just let it sit and, and saturate for a little bit before before rushing off to the next thing. Yeah, that's good. So 
So yeah, there's tons that we could talk about here on this topic. Uh, we'll probably have some people on in the future. If you've got tips, we'd love to hear from you. Things that you want to share with us in terms of tips or strategies or challenges that you're facing, uh, please feel free to contact us. You can always follow us on Twitter, MKTC, email us, mattandkevintalkchurch at gmail.com. But you've been listening to Matt and Kevin Talk Church. We hope what you've heard has been encouraging, and we hope particularly that you've been encouraged to pick up your Bible and read. Pick up and read. That being said, I'm Matt. And I'm Kevin. And we've been talking church and reading the Bible. Be warm and be fed. Be warm.